Happy April, everybody! Maria, a little more subdued. And a good spring to you. Very good. Very good. This is Annika in Columbia. And Maria in Happy Valley. And we are here to talk about Bellingham, the city of subdued whatever we decide to talk about. We want to get to know you, Bellingham. Both the well-known and not so well-known. Today, we are being joined by our quarantine co-hosts. Romy in his coma of shame. And Burrito the Stinky Butt Boy. Oh, the Stinky Butt Boy. Oh, Annika, he got Stinky Butt Goo on so many things. Oh, no. It was a disaster. What is Stinky Butt Goo? I don't know. I don't think it was like feces, but it was, it smelled real bad. It was. Oh, no. And I, I, I didn't notice. And I picked him up. And I got it on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And it was on my sweatshirt and the blanket. And yeah. uh, it, was a, it was a big old thing. Everyone was real stinky. We had to do a lot of laundry. Yeah. Maria, this is how things can spread. Oh, God. <laughs> Just so you know. Oh, no. Wash your eyes out with warm water. Yeah, and I took a, I took like a hot shower as soon as I yeah. noticed. I was like, "What's that smell? What's that smell?" That I would turned on the light in the bathroom and saw myself in the mirror, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> Two things I want you to think about: What if you would have gone on to a Zoom meeting with that stinky butt goo all over your face? with like an administrator oh or something God. just kill me was there a color it was like it like uh, kind of watery brown okay 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 i'll switch the subject but first <laughs> let me ask did burrito do that as a happy birthday to you because it is your birthday today. Happy my- birthday. Thanks, Annika. And thanks, listeners. I'm hoping that wasn't his birthday present to me because that means I've been like the worst cat mom in all of Washington. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that, though, because sometimes like it's it's kind of like cats will bring you dead rodents or something. And it's a gift. And for I them, know. it's a really good thing. Maybe that's a really nice thing to get from a cat. Really highly doubt it but i'll try to think about it in that way if it helps me feel better that's perfect oh my goodness what about romy what's he been up to well his eye is less squinty Mm. which is good he's still in the cone of shame but we he doesn't seem to mind it which is nice like i was expecting that we'd have to put him like put it on him and then he would like not want to do anything but I don't know he still runs after squirrels and runs around the backyard with this cone on sometimes the cone will hit things like he hit a chair when he was running out to go outside and 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 it like it caught the cone and then he kind of veered to the right because he hit the chair on the right and then hit his face in the chair but he was fine. Oh. He just kept going. 
so much resilience. <laughs> yeah, he has Romy has a lot of grit. Yeah. We we got to give him that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a good boy. Um Oh, I know. So, I think we're still uh still kind of lacking in the pet shout out department. Yes. Pe- we are. People. Listeners. We're going to make it awkward every time and tell you that nobody has turned in their assignment. <laughs> I know. I know. This it's it's not people love their pets. I know. This should not be hard. I don't Since We've already posted ours. Yeah. <laughs> Send us a stock photo of a pet. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. But we would Baby do. <laughs> yes and so we can post it yeah we'd love to and we want like i don't know pictures of your pets out on hikes pictures of your pets in bed pictures of your pets i don't know maybe somebody else had like a stinky butt goo disaster this week and they you know they just want to join in on the solidarity (laughs) that's what that was that's what i thought you were going to end that with is uh Outside in hikes or in bed or with poop on their face. Right. I mean, not poop on their face, but poop on your face. <laughs> poop on my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that's enough gross for one day. Why don't we uh, head on over to Hot Topics? <laughs> okay. Uh, Maria, what is the hot goss in Bellingham this week? All right. So, Annika, since you asked, did you know that other cities at around 8 o'clock or whenever the medical staff shifts, everybody goes out on their balconies and gives a round of applause? That is so beautiful. It is nice. I haven't heard of a, a campaign to start doing that here, though. There, there was in Columbia. <gasps> and did you guys do it? So, uh, no. Okay. The, the day that they did it, I was at school mm-hmm. one of the last days. Well, I think. And so I don't know if it, ha- I'm sure it did. I think it would be fun if we got the whole city on it. I don't think people are doing it in Happy Valley. I certainly haven't heard. I don't want to be like the only person on their balcony just like <laughs> clapping <laughs> and people being confused. But it would be nice to like look out my window and see my neighbors. I live in an apartment complex. I'm sure many of our listeners also live in apartment complexes. And I don't ever see my neighbors. It feels like a weird ghost town. And so if I could look over and see my neighbors, I just feel like it would fill me with a sense of warmth and, you know, get that fun meme for our medical staff who we appreciate going. Yes. What would we call, if we were to start a hashtag, Annika, what would we name our hashtag to get this out there? Okay. Let me think. I immediately, no, 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 no. Hmm. Well, what are some of the other, are there any other hashtags that have been going about the, the applause, the community applause? Um, I, you know, to be honest, I didn't really check, but hashtag community applause sounds like pretty good. Oh, okay. Okay. Hashtag community applause. Yeah. Let's, um, let's take photos of ourselves doing it tonight 
Okay. And I might take mine a little bit early because I have a Zoom meeting with my whole dad's side of the family. But (laughs) (laughs) we could totally get it started. Okay. And so will we need, do we need to set a time? Yeah, we should look to, we should agree on a time. The, well, the whole community needs to agree on the time. I feel a little bit bossy just mm-hmm. telling everyone what time it needs to be. I know <laughs> in Seattle, I think they're doing eight. So wait, eight? maybe we could also do eight. But if anybody knows more about this and would like to throw your hat in the ring here, it would be a really good time to chime in, chime in and give us some uh, feedback and some ideas. Yeah. Especially if there is something already going and you're listening and like, like Rose. screaming at the top of our lungs, your lungs to be like, there already is a hashtag. Tell right. us. We're or just really, we're ignorant. Like, we need to know. Maybe these things. people up in Cordata are like already doing it. And we're just like too far away that we can't hear them. Cause I think that's up kind of closer to where the hospital is and stuff. Uh, if, if you guys yeah. are doing it up there, we've, We'd love to get in on it, um, but you have to tell us. So, yes, it would be awesome to it would be awesome to get that organized for everyone. Just like just the other Amazing. humans. Uh, the the Avalon and the Feed and Seed have been officially bulldozed. They have been raised to the ground. <gasps> It's, it's been a year. Can you believe it's been a year since that first fire? That's, that's crazy. I, I did not know that. I think it was February of last year that um, the feed and seed caught. And that's just, wow. it seems, it does not seem that long ago. But also like thinking about it, that's such a long time for what it, for any like significant movement to happen on those properties. Why, why does it take so long? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's like set, like lots of insurance investigations that have to yeah. happen. Uh, stuff with the city. Those the people that were in those buildings might have been leasing them. So there's also like people that owned the buildings, if that's the case. Um, just, you know, a lot of bureaucratic paperwork. Yeah. But the huge. But I hope that, you know, they're able to rebuild that space pretty quickly. Yeah, I hope so, too. And I hope they put, you know what, people on the internet are like, oh, do you think they're going to put apartments there like snarky, snarky? Only the wealthy people would want, you know, apartments there and ha, 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 Bellingham, (sighs) gentrification, blah, blah, blah. How about uh, we do both, you NIMBYs, and put the businesses on the bottom and the people on top? Yes, like might as well. We're in a housing crisis. There really shouldn't be any new development that doesn't like include some housing. Totally, I totally agree. Like we we can and, still have yeah. like charming shops on the bottom. In fact, I would love it if we had the record store and the feed and seed just like get back to what they were doing. Um, but you know, if there's also some medium priced to affordable living on top, you know, that would just really be cherry on the sunday yeah well and they're they're building it anyways yeah, they're gonna right? build it anyway and also i would just like to say to all those snarky people that are always complaining about expensive condos 
I've been looking for a condo. And really, we could ha use more condos in Bellingham because we don't have as many as you think we do. And some people actually want to live in condos, not like fancy billionaires, but like regular yeah. people that just want to own a home. <laughs> oh, hopefully the, the fixing up of that whole Avalon and uh, feed and seed area that they return the parking back to normal. I, I, yeah, parking has been such a disaster. I feel like this last year, and I know it can't only be because of that, those like 20, 30 spots next to the feed and seed, but I've lived in Bellingham eight years now and parking I could always find a spot like on a Friday or Saturday night. And now I'm just like giving up and parking next to Tokyo house on Holly. Like every time I go downtown, because otherwise I end up spending 20 minutes looping around and around and around for parking. Mm -hmm. Well, it's probably gotten a lot worse too, because downtown Bellingham's gotten a lot mm -hmm. better. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, as we will be talking about later, it's improving. Yeah. And so there's so many cool things open, which means lots of people are wanting to be downtown on any given day of the week, but especially on weekends. And yeah, no, it's gotten way worse. Like, cause I've always lived downtown. I lived by the farmer's market from 2014 to last year. And it used to be pretty easy to find parking. Yeah. But not anymore. Not so much. Yeah. Do you have a like secret parking spot downtown? Like there's so there at least when I live there, there are two spots. Yeah. Spot number one. Or there is <laughs> Should we edit this out? Think, Is this a I secret? Maybe we could go back and like bleep over some of the names. <laughs> but <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I can do that. But if anybody like wants to forward their their secret awesome parking spaces our way. I don't always want to and park if you, next to Tokyo House. <laughs> no. And if you send us uh your pet family photos, we will yeah. Cue you yeah, in on some yeah, of the yeah. other parking spots. Fucking hold them hostage, Same. Annika. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, let's. Oh, wait. On that note, let's move on to our interview. Today, we are speaking with the oh so lovely and oh so creative Rhiannon Troutman. Rhiannon is the owner of one of my favorite places to shop, Fringe Boutique in downtown Bellingham. How are you doing today, Rian? I am great. How are you guys? You know, doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. We We're all are. The, yeah. We're just saying the days are all kind of blending together. De definitely. It's really hard to yeah. keep track. Yes, definitely. Uh, so tell us about yourself. Well, I own Fringe Boutique, like you said. It is in downtown Bellingham in the Herald Building uh, between Rock and Rye and Big Love Juice. And it is something I have dreamed of doing since I was a teenager. So I feel like I'm just living my dream every day. Um, I sell 
it's a primarily a fashion boutique, mostly women's. And I sell clothing, shoes, accessories, jewelry. Um, I'm a huge jewelry fan. Um, we also have a little bit of men's clothing. And I try to carry a good selection of locally made stuff. So we've got a lot of locally made jewelry as well as um, some other locally made stuff. And I really try to keep it all reasonably priced as well. That's a big thing for me. People always ask me, like, what kind of stuff do you sell? Um, and I would say my customers are very practical and want stuff that they can wear um, all the time in a lot of different ways. So we have a lot of things that you can dress up or dress down, um, stuff you can wear to work, but also wear out to happy hour, um, like the pair of shoes that you can wear with everything, lots of good wardrobe basics that you can kind of mix and match and pair with all kinds of things, or like that necklace that you are just going to wear all the time. So it's that kind of stuff. It's everyday, fun, definitely skews a little bit more boho chic because that's my style, but um, we've got a little bit of everything. Awesome. Uh, since this is a Bellingham podcast, what brought you to Bellingham? I was born here. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Born and, born and raised. Born and raised. I did leave for a while. Um, I went to Seahome High School. So definitely after high school, did not want to go to Western, which is literally across the street. Um, <laughs> I get that. I needed to get a little bit farther away than that, um, as I think everybody should get out of their hometown um, to experience something different. So I moved to Portland, Oregon for six years. And then I was, like I said before, I've always had this dream of opening up my own boutique. So um, when I really started to think about where would I potentially want to spend the next 30 years of my life if this you know, is a feasible idea for me. And I wanted to come back to Bellingham. So in, I think it was in um, 2013, I moved back to Bellingham and started writing my business plan. Awesome. Yeah, yeah that's great. You know, I kind of opposite story. I'm from the Portland area. Oh. I came to Bellingham and then just like never left because I preferred up here. My mom would always say when I was growing up, you know, people leave Bellingham, but they always come back. And as a kid, I was like, whatever, mom. Uh, but that's so true. So many of my friends that I grew up with have left and somehow made their way back to Bellingham, whether it was like temporary or they've said, oh, man, I really need to go get my career jump started in San Francisco. But my ultimate goal is to be able to come back and put my roots down in Bellingham. And there's just something really special about this place. Um, and I think for me, it took leaving to really understand what that was. But I think that's why so many Western students stick around here, because they see that. You've lived in Bellingham or a large part of your life in Bellingham. Uh, do you have any fun or amusing Bellingham stories. Uh, usually um, we like to, the stories to have like a, a person, place, or thing that other townies would recognize. Um, yeah, so I grew up here. My fiance also grew up in Bellingham. 
and his family has been in Bellingham for a really long time. Um, and especially when we first started dating and this still happens to us, we'll be walking downtown, usually somewhere either like at Boundary Bay or we're at downtown sounds and we will both run into the same person and everybody at the same time will just so say, oh, hey, how's it going? And then me and my fiance will look at each other and we're like, wait, how do you know this person? <laughs> and this happens to us all the time. And I love it. I love that we've got, you know, kind of kind of small town vibes, but we've got so much, you know, culture and fun stuff up here, too. It just strikes that magical balance. It does for sure. So my next question was uh, what inspired you to open Fringe? And it sounds like, I mean, it's something that you've always wanted to do. And was there like a pivotal moment where you're like, oh, I, I know I need to do this in the next two years or. There was a couple moments um, growing up. Well, I always love to look at what was it that kids were doing what, what games were people playing when they were kids and how does that translate to then what they do as adults? So what I was doing when I was a kid was playing dolls. And to me, dolls was not the actual game of it. It was dressing them. It was saving all of my money and buying new outfits for my Barbies and my American Girl doll. That was fun to me. So I was always like styling from a young age. Um, and then as I got older, I started like going to thrift stores and ripping stuff apart and just playing with fashion and trying to make new things. And for a while, I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, and then I actually started experimenting with pattern making and realized I hate that. <laughs> I would much, <laughs> I would much rather see what's in front of me and pick and choose from that and curate something from what's available rather than actually creating the thing, if that makes sense. I also grew up dancing and doing ballet and I would spend my summers doing like ballet intensives in different cities. Um, and when I was 16, I spent the summer in Chicago at Ballet Chicago. And I remember going into this shop on one of my days off that was like new mixed with resale clothing. And for whatever reason, that shop really inspired me. And from that moment on, I knew, no, okay, this is what I need to do is someday I'm going to have my own shop. And I didn't necessarily know exactly what that would look like. After that, I started working in retail. Um, I got to do some management and buying when I was in Portland. And I've learned how to sell all kinds of things and just sort of refined this idea in my head for a really long time. And then the moment that I decided, okay, this is time, um, I was living in Portland. I had a different long-term partner at the time. And he will deny this because he doesn't remember it. But there was one day when uh, he came home from work and I was cooking dinner or something. And he randomly just said, you know, if you really want to open a shop, 
this is the time to do it. You need to get going on that. And I was like, you know, you're right. I was, I was in my mid, early mid twenties at the time. And I thought, yeah, this is the time. I don't really have anything to lose yet. Um, I got to give it a shot. And then I decided to leave and move back to Bellingham. And I left him in Portland. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's a great story. And uh, he doesn't remember that. So that's all right. (laughs) Well, now it's on a podcast, which is the best. (laughs) Now, do you offer any styling services? Yes, it is something I offer. And it's something that actually um, a photographer friend of mine really encouraged me to do. I have several local photographers who have just reached out to me over the years. Um, and most of them, they all, you know, we all, everybody in a creative field, and I consider myself in a creative field as well, we all um, are still doing a job and need more creative outlets where we can just do whatever we want. So I have made a lot of connections with photographers and makeup artists and hairstylists and models and people just doing really creative things, florists. Um, And we love getting together and coming up with these concepts where we each kind of get free reign on whatever we want to do that we don't have like a client or a customer um, who we have to answer to, and we just kind of get to do what we want to do. So we have a really amazing creative community in Bellingham. Um, so I have made a few friends through doing stuff like that. And one of the photographers started to notice that her photos look so much better when I'm involved in the styling. (laughs) whether we were doing like a pretend engagement shoot or whatever it may be. um, She just noticed that the way that I coordinate the clothes and the looks is so much more cohesive than when she has like a real life client in front of her um, because people, I mean, some people are great at doing this on their own, but other people really need a lot of help. Yeah. And they think like, Oh, we need to, both be wearing blue shirts or we're just going to wear black in our photos. But it's like, well, black, black oh. doesn't really translate well. And you don't want to be wearing the exact same thing. It should really complement each other. Yeah. So she really urged me to start offering this as a service. And I've mostly done it for engagement photo shoots. Um, one really fun one that comes to mind. Um, this couple, I believe they met playing baseball and they wanted to do their photo shoot at, I don't even know what's the base. I don't know what our, I'm not into sports at all. The baseball field that's in Bellingham near civic field. I don't know what it's called. They wanted to do their photo shoot there and they had these custom jerseys made that I think said like Mr. And Mrs. on the back or like something cute. Um, So they wanted to incorporate that. And then, so they brought those pieces to me and then I helped them style a few different looks around that. So it all looked really cohesive together. So that was a really fun one that I got to do. Um, And something that I offer in this styling package is you get to borrow things from the store. 
Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So if I say, just try this on, you want like a big flowy boho dress for your engagement photos, but you're never going to wear it again. That's fine. You can borrow it. And yeah. so people are finally catching on to that. Um, but also if you can have somebody help you out with the styling for the photos, it really takes your photos to the next level. Even just the colors of the outfit. It's, I laughed when you said that uh, when you talked about people trying to match, like wear the same yeah. blue shirt or whatever, because I grew up uh, Mormon and I went to BYU for a little bit and there were so many damn engagement photos with like matching striped shirts <laughs> that it was and it was horrible I don't okay I shouldn't say that because I'm sure there's somebody that's like we had matching striped shirts right but I well don't it do it reminds me of the yeah. 90s or like the Hannah Anderson catalogs where everybody's wearing like the Christmas pajamas yeah. <laughs> yes totally oh, totally uh, something that uh I feel like one of your strengths is buying. I want to know what's your inspiration for when you are buying your inventory. Well, thank you for saying that because it's hard. <laughs> um, yeah. People always comment that, oh, it must be so fun buying. It is stressful, you guys. <laughs> I well and you're but you're good <laughs> at it just know that thank you um I do most of my buying in in two chunks in the year um for spring and for fall and I spend a lot of money all at once and that's the part that's really stressful um because I have to make sure yeah I am buying what people want um, and buying different things. There's, there's so much that goes into it. Um, but people always go, I want to come on your buying trips. That must be so much fun. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I would say the one inspiration that I can share that's not boring <laughs> is when I am at market, I keep these archetypes of people in my head that I shop for who are like, sometimes they're a typical customer that is comprised of maybe a few individuals that I have in mind. Sometimes it's one specific person. I know you are both teachers. I do have a lot of customers who are teachers. So that's one thing that I'm always keeping in mind. And I'm thinking, okay, they don't want to look boring, but they also don't want to be um, too revealing. They might want a fun pattern. They need a little bit of a sleeve, but it also still has to be kind of professional looking. So there's all these things that I'm thinking about. Um, so one of my archetypes that I shop for is teachers. Um, I also have like young professionals, like, okay, people maybe who are working in a bank or a more professional setting. Um, so I look for things for them that are not boring. I also recognize that Bellingham is not the most adventurous uh, when it comes to fashion. <laughs> There's a lot of puffy jackets and Birkenstocks out there, you guys. Yes. I think that's uh, kind of the uniform. Flannel it shirts, is. North Face jacket, Birkenstocks. 
leggings. I I love it this time of year when you see people in shorts and Burks or Tevas and a puffy jacket. It's like, yeah. yeah, you're trying for that sunshine, but it is still cold. <laughs> I feel like it is my job to get people out of their shells a little bit. So I, when I'm buying, look for pieces that are not going to shock people too much or be too out of their comfort zone, but are still going to be something different that they haven't seen before or they haven't tried before. Or maybe it is a new fashion trend that in LA would be um, embraced really quickly and be like bold and bright. So I'll look for a slightly more subdued version of it because, you know, we're the city of subdued excitement Um, and something that I think people in Bellingham would be a little bit more up for trying. But for me, being a part of a community is so, so important and something I love so much. I love having a shop where um, I see the same people walk in every week. You really like tapped into our our aura up here. <laughs> our collective aura. I love our it. collective aura. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So speaking of that, what's your favorite part um, of being a small business owner, specifically in downtown Bellingham? Oh, I love connecting with people. This is a really tough time right now. Um. So many people in the Herald who work in the Herald Building. Um who come in on their lunch break or before after work. Um, One huge blessing has been that Argyle Salon moved into the Herald building about six months after I opened. And in addition to them, there's like a dozen eyelash extension artists in the Herald building. (laughs) So these two things bring so many women in and out of the Herald building for different appointments all day long. And there's so many people who are kind of having like a treat yourself day. So it's like they have this little routine that every time they go get their hair done, they also stop in at Fringe. And I have to give a shout out to the Downtown Bellingham Partnership. If listeners don't know who they are, they're the ones that put on Downtown Sounds, which is a huge free series of concerts in the summer, which we're crossing our fingers is still going to be happening this year. Um, yep. I joined the board for the partnership. It's a, they're a nonprofit. So um, I've been on their board for about the last year and they just do such amazing work with all of the events that they put on um, all the art walks, the wine walks, downtown trick or treat. They put a lot of um, resources into like alley activation like hanging lights and getting mir- like um facilitating getting murals done they do amazing things and i don't think that they get enough recognition and i think people just think oh the city of bellingham is doing that they do get funding from the city of bellingham um and it it's a relationship that they have but organizations like them do so much to make this really a community um especially downtown And they do work trying to, like, help fill the vacant spaces downtown. Um, And having people like that who are dedicated to our downtown really makes it that much more of a sense of community. Um, And I just think that's something really special. And all the events that they put on and helping people connect with each other. 
I just love that. I didn't know they did all that. That's amazing. It's really fun um, for me to be a business owner during a time where I feel like downtown Bellingham especially is going through a rebirth. Um, I was born the year that Bellis Fair Mall was built and basically destroyed our downtown and have watched just the like people have some people have these memories of a vibrant downtown from before that but my experience of downtown growing up has just been like big vacant spaces so it's really exciting with sort of a new generation of folks in town um seeing what everybody is doing to reclaim it and um I know your podcast is a city of subdued, but I love the <laughs> motto that the Downtown Bellion Partnership has of making it the city of renewed excitement. So it's really exciting for me to be a part of that as a business owner um, and to get to engage with the community on that level is really fun for me. That's amazing. Well, and our hope is that through this podcast, uh, people will see that it's you know anything but subdued but but uh our town side is off the chart here i think it is yeah (laughs) um so COVID 19 how has that impacted your life and your business well it has basically shut down my business as it has for a lot of people um Apparently, fashion is a non-essential, so I didn't know that, (laughs) but apparently it's not essential. I'm kidding. Um, So we're shut down. I do have an online store, but like I said, I I love the brick and mortar and the customer connection, so um, the online has been a little bit harder for me, Um, but I did just come up with a really fun new concept, which is not my idea. Another, um, I have to give credit to Betty Be Good Boutique, which is in Linden and Birch Bay. And the owner is like so kind, so supportive. And we talk shop all the time. And she is urging me to take up this um, concept that she is doing that she said is also not original to her. She thinks we all should be doing it. So I am launching this week um, a new package called fringe at home. So people can get their fringe fix without coming into the store and how it works is for $60, you get to pick out any top or sweater or kimono or something like that, that I have on my website. And then I will style accessories, jewelry, sunglasses, uh, scrunchies, that kind of thing. Um, if it's a kimono, I'll pick like a camisole to go underneath it. And I will put together a package that is, um, over a hundred dollars in value that you will pay $60 for and I'll ship it to you. So it's kind of like a fun, so you just pick the top and then this is where I get to play stylist is I base everything off of that top that you pick and I'll like pick a necklace to go with it. Um, I'll draw off of the colors in that top or the style of it. So, so 
the person gets to pick the top and then that gives me clues about um, what else to style with it. So I'm really excited uh, to launch this. I've just been kind of working out the technical aspects of it, but it's going to be great. Yeah. Let us know when you finish and we'll totally plug you on our Instagram and Twitter and stuff as well. Cause I think that's such an amazing opportunity. I know that probably lots of women in the area would be so happy to jump on top of that deal. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun way for my regular customers to kind of, like I said, get their fringe fix. But I think it's also going to make a really amazing gift. Um, people are still having birthdays, even though we're all staying home. And you may not be able to go out and shop for a gift for someone. So um, you could order this package as a gift for someone. I also think it would be a really great gift. Um, like I have... A, my best friend and my fiance's cousin are both nurses and they are working so hard right now. Anybody who's working in the healthcare industry right now could really use just a little pick me up. And I think this would be such a good idea um, for someone to surprise them with, to, to have me just put together a little care package that surprise gets delivered to their door. I just, I really hope people use it as that as well. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think what would make something like that even more special is the, because I know for me, I, I've just been wearing, I've been dressing like a scrub every day for the past week. And I went, I went online to your store Saturday, Friday, Saturday, one of those days. And I, I bought a few things and I feel like it kind of made me feel a little bit more human again (laughs) to like (laughs) tap in, tap into things that are, are that we enjoy. I don't know. I I think, I think that's a great idea for a few days, but I am starting to go crazy. I've seen people posting on Instagram. Like here's my outfit. I wore to the grocery store. people getting dressed uh-huh. in real clothes yeah. just go to the grocery store and it feels good um yeah Are, do you have anything you want to say a message that you want to convey to the folks at home that are alone but together right now i really hope that people are taking this time to be introspective and evaluate what's important to them Like if you're finding yourself ecstatic that you don't have to go to work every day, there's something in that. Maybe you need a different job or you're realizing that your work environment is really toxic Mm -hmm. and that you need to make a change because of that. Um, Or maybe you are um, reading a lot more books or journaling or um, connecting with your family more regularly on FaceTime um, or having like Zoom family reunions and you're realizing, why didn't we do this stuff before? Um, I think this is a really cool time to evaluate what matters to us in life. And I really hope that people are taking the time to do that because I think that's really important. Awesome. Thank you so much for meeting with us, Rihanna. Our last segment, speaking of, you know, town pride and local businesses, is called Local Treasures. And in this segment, we do a round table of sharing 
something we ate, drank, or otherwise consumed recently that fills us with local pride. Do you have anything you would like to recommend, Rhiannon? Yeah, so I'm renovating my house right now. I've been deep in house renovations for the last month. And that has caused me to not be cooking much, which is really sad because I love cooking. But it has caused me to, I would say once a week, I am getting this for dinner. There is a very hidden gem across the street from Jaeger's on Northwest. There's a Mexican meat, there's a Mexican ah, meat market. Yes. And if you go to the back of the meat market, you can get $1 tacos, which that in itself is a gem. But they recently expanded and took over the whole um, corner unit of their building and turned it into a restaurant and you can get to go stuff there. And it's so good. You can get like, uh, like $6 burrito, huge burritos to go or like yummy quesadillas. Um, and it's really, they're, they're fast. Um, it's cheap. It's good food. It really reminds me of, um, I go to LA to do my buying for fringe and I love going to all of the taco trucks there. And it really reminds me of L.A. Mexican street food. Um, it really has like that kind of authenticity mm. to it. So I love it. So that's my little hidden treasure. And I've been going there quite frequently because it's kind of close to my house. Um, and when we're working away at all this DIY house renovations and we need a quick bite to eat, that has been a lifesaver recently. That sounds awesome. I'm definitely going to have to check that out soon. What about I think uh, the you, name Anna? I think the name of it is Me Rancho. Me Rancho. I think. All right, I, wonder... I just call it the meat market. <laughs> well, it sounds delicious. And I'm super excited to try it. Um, what about you, Annika? Do you have a local treasure this week? Yeah, mine is uh, not one that I've consumed yet, but I'm excited to. Uh, Mount Bakery... They temporarily closed for a little bit, I think last week or either last week or the week before, but they just posted on their Instagram that they would be open, opening again for takeout. And I immediately commented on their post and said, <laughs> I'm getting brunch here this weekend. And so I am going to go and get takeout brunch because Mount Bakery has my favorite hollandaise in like the whole city and I love hollandaise so like I'm not super picky but like Mount Bakery I feel like their hollandaise on their eggs benedict I could just have a side of that and put it like on biscuits it just tastes like gravy almost it's so good so that is my All right amazing I'm going to wrap up with mine um my and my boyfriend's favorite Chinese restaurant in town is Dragon River, and we got some takeout from them the other night. Uh, usually we get the honey glazed pork and the general so's, but this week we got um, sweet and sour pork and mandarin chicken, and it's just, it manages to, to be crispy even when, you know, it's takeout, and sometimes sitting in the box can kind of wilt 
fried food, but it's so delicious every time. Um, they have, you know, some sort of more Americanized things as well as it seems like more traditional stuff. And everything we've tried on their menu is just really amazing. Um, the woman that works at the counter is so friendly and welcoming and funny. And so my recommendation, um, if you're looking for some excellent Chinese takeout, would be to call up Dragon River and order up some food from them. Awesome. That yeah. sounds so wonderful, Maria. With that, we are going to say goodbye and stay healthy, Bellingham. Please a little more happy. subdued, Maria. Cut. <laughs> We're out. We're out. Okay. <laughs>